Hello and welcome to Beyond Climate Tracker. My name is Priyanka Sharma. Yesterday in the broadcast we told you how climate change is affecting your body. Today we're going to tell you how climate change can impact your mental health. We all face bouts of sadness, at times hopelessness. It's a rare occurrence and experts say it is natural. But if the feeling continues for a continued period of time, it is termed as depression by psychologists. What if we tell you that this is partly due to climate change? It is not a far-fetched thought. A report by the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has revealed the same, that climate change is affecting your mental health. Now, this could happen in two ways, directly, which means that extreme temperatures could cause stress and impact your day-to-day -day life. In response, you might develop high-risk coping behavior, like increased consumption of alcohol, tobacco, or even trigger your eating disorders, if any. But it can also affect you indirectly. Sometimes climate change can lead to job loss or force people to move. These life-altering changes can be hard to adapt to, so you can then develop some mental disorders like depression, anxiety, or post-traumatic stress disorder. What is also important to understand is that climate change does, impact, does not in impact everyone equally. Certain groups are disproportionately affected. Factors like socioeconomic status, gender, age are major catalysts. The World Health Organization has urged countries to include mental health support in their response to the climate crisis. And this isn't its first warning. After a detailed study in 2019, the global health body had sent out an advisory, but a 2021 survey shows that the notice fell on deaf ears. Out of 95 countries, only nine have so far adopted this measure. Amid this alarming statistic, we have some good examples as well. After assessing the Typhoon Hainan's impact in 2013, the Philippines rebuilt and essentially improved its mental health services. In India, a national project has scaled up disaster risk reduction. This will help cities to prepare to respond adequately to climate risks and address any subsequent mental health and psychosocial needs of the victims. Mental health awareness is still lacking in many countries and climate change barely makes it to most manifestos. So when these two crucial issues are brought together, many countries are expected to be hesitant. But that does not mean that change can't happen. And the change needs to happen fast. Climate change is not waiting for countries to accept it, uh, it as a problem. It is devastating communities and livelihoods every minute. And its impact is compounding an already prevalent challenge of mental health awareness. If we talk about the global situation, there are nearly 1 billion people living with mental health conditions. Yet, in low and middle income countries, 3 out of 4 do not have access to the needed services. One cannot overlook that the past two years have been hard. The pandemic, along with climate change, have left many feeling depressed or anxious. In 2021, people googled how to maintain mental health more so than ever before. Clearly, they were concerned and with good reason. This year's statistics are yet to be released. So let's tell you about last year. Depression rose 27% and anxiety 25%. But the good news is that people are now finally seeking help. They are booking therapy sessions. They are talking about mental health. But millions in developing and underdeveloped countries have not taken even the first step of identifying that there is in fact a problem to begin with. And with these regions facing the worst of climate change, it is a dual battle that they will have to fight.
And for more on this story, we are now being joined by a climate psychologist, Katha Nylan from Stockholm. Katha, thanks so much for joining us. Welcome to the broadcast. My first question, these are certainly some difficult times. We also talk about the impact of climate change on lives and jobs, but its impact on mental health has so far been largely undocumented. undocumented. What's your take on the findings of this recent report? Well, uh, the findings are very aligned with my uh, clinical experience as well, that uh, we can see mental health effects both from uh, people that are already affected by climate change, like, for example, PTSD or psychosocial uh, difficulties after storms or uh, after catastrophic weather and so on. Um, but, but mainly what I see in my work in this part of the world is the other mental health issues, the worrying, the sorrow, the, the grief and the fear about what's going to happen and just the difficulty in living and working and trying to find your way in, in this very unsecure world with a very unsecure uh, future. Right. Uh, that actually brings me to my next question. You mentioned that people are often worried about what's going to happen. The future looks bleak. This is a bigger problem than we realize. When we look at climate change, we think of floods, drought, wildfires. Yet reportedly, children as young as six years are complaining of having climate anxiety. When you interact with individuals and companies, how do you tell them to cope with the same? Well, first of all, we have to understand that climate anxiety or eco-anxiety is not... Um, a disease in itself. It's not a mental um, mental disease that we need to treat away. The only way to treat eco-anxiety, the only way to make it disappear is to make the planet be healthier and to see that uh, the climate change is uh, lowering and biodiversity is growing. Um, so uh, mainly your echo emotions, all these sorts of emotions that you get when you're in front of the fact of how uh, disastrous and bleak the future could be, um, is, uh, it's not only fear, it's not only anxiety, it's all sorts of emotions. It can be anger, it can be frustration, it can be sorrow, um, and all these sorts of emotions, they are a sign that tells you to to act and to do something about it. Right. So when I work with individuals, groups or companies, uh, what we're trying to find is the action. And the more collective the action is, and the more resilient it is, the, the better it goes to, the easier it is to cope with these emotions. So you can have the emotions. Emotions are never wrong. Emotions are never uh, dangerous. It's just physical responses that your body does to you. Um, but it's easier to cope with them if you also do something that's together with other people that is meaningful. It could be for a school to work on local resilience together with all the other students and the teachers. It can be for a company to actually gain high impact change in, towards a more sustainable world and be a part of that. Absolutely. Katha, thank you so much for all those inputs and thanks for joining us with your insights on Beyond World is One. Beyond World is One is now available in your country. Download the app now and get all the news updates on the move.